the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Well, I'm I was on my way into work today, was on time, no problem, and then all of a sudden I start seeing signs that the uh Arkansas River Bridge is closed. So now I'm thinking which way do I want to go? So I I double back down 40 uh and uh, came in on 440 through the back way and that has about 10 or 15 minutes and the traffic was really heavy out there this it morning close for inspection well they evidently they found something a crack in it or something and uh, i mean last week I, I, monday it was because i was here monday when i was going home they had one whole lane torn out of that bridge mm-hmm. i mean if you'd walked over and looked over you'd look down at the river so i don't know what all they're doing on it now i knew it's going to be a hassle when they started this this uh, rebuild so as long as i can if they can keep the information coming out so you know what's changing yeah. no problem but well, got, kinda, they keep they keep calling the crack over there on the i-40 bridge across the mississippi river a crack that thing's broken and i don't know if you've seen pictures of the crack where they you know they've they've shut but down that's that, why they've that shut bridge. it down but it ain't, it ain't a crack. That thing is broken. That is not a crack. That's bigger than some people's butt crack. You're telling me it's not broken. A, it's not a hairline figure. No. Okay, no. okay, I've got you. <laughs> anyway, they got it closed. Uh, I went around it today and I went back by the the airport, which I do that every once in a while just to keep people guessing. But uh, uh, no big deal, except that it does lengthen the time and. I pu- as I'm pulling into the, I was wondering. I was surprised that Heidi, I didn't get a call from her a few minutes earlier, because I'm usually here a lot earlier than I got in today. And uh, she says, "Are, are you going to be here today?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm pulling in the parking lot right now." And I was, I was pulling in my parking spot at the moment she called. So we got everything going, and I could understand her calling me because I would have called me if I didn't know. I mean, it was it's a that situation. Uh, Ken Yang is in the studio. J.R. Davis is supposed to call. We haven't heard from him yet. Uh, he's been doing a lot of traveling here recently, so uh, he may be on the road. I don't know. But uh, Ken is here, and a lot of things we'll talk about today, uh, you know, J.R. doesn't have to be here for it. Uh, anyway, Washington Times story this morning. As I get up and I'm looking to see what it is that I, you know, what, are the big stories that maybe I had missed. Uh, what do we got here? Let me bring it up. Anti-Trump Republicans who backed Biden threatened to bolt GOP. So here's my question. Where are you going? Are you going to try to start 
uh, a new party? Oh, wait a second, there is common ground. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was a joke. All right, that was a joke. As I told somebody, somebody asked me what I thought about common ground, and I said, I'll tell you what I think about it. That's what I find in my trash after I make my coffee. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing there. A cadre of Republicans who backed President Biden in the 2020 election are threatening to bolt the GOP if former President Donald Trump continues to play a leading role in the party. Now, with that statement, what is it that they consider a leading role? The individuals who supposedly number more than 100. How many members are there in the GOP, do you think? Thousands? Uh. Tens yeah. of thousands? Well, I believe, you know, 75 million plus. That's, right. That's good. Okay, I'll go along with that. Uh, anyway, 100 of those people are upset <laughs> and uh, plan to release a letter today highlighting their opposition to Mr. Trump's dominance. Uh, when our, In our democratic republic, forces of conspiracy, division, and despotism arise. It is the patriotic duty of citizens to act collectively in defense of liberty and justice, a portion of the letter reads. I just want to stop right there. First of all, who's really acting the part of the despot? And I would say that's Joe Biden. How many laws has he passed through executive orders? A lot more than Trump has done. Yes. No, I mean, you know, you know, first of all, the only thing, you know, common ground is here in Arkansas is basically a affiliate part affiliate organization of the democrat party that's basically well that's what this group's gonna be and then and so the this group uh that wants to break away i mean there's a list of people uh that are moderate at best on a good day and uh they are just there's a lot of it's a lot of leaders in the republican party that are just throwing a temper tantrum because they're not the it right now they're not the 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 people that the republicans go to and it, with any time in republican politics there's always a core leader there's always someone that everyone goes to that has a lot of influence that's just how politics is and right now it's uh, former president trump and you either you know take it take it or leave it you know am i in agreement 100 percent uh no um but i think all everyone agree that Congresswoman Cheney was making this more of a personality yeah, war. That was the problem than anything else. Yeah, that that's why she was removed. Not that uh, that she you know voted to impeach the president. That is not why she was removed. She was removed because you made your vote. Yeah. You got to live with it. But number two, okay, let's move on now yeah. and let's fight the Democrats yeah. because what the Democrats are doing is far worse than what president trump That's was right. doing and people, people the news doesn't want to you know talk about this because the liberal media wants you to think that the republican party is in shambles yes but they kept congressman cheney after she voted to impeach trump they had a vote already but she wouldn't keep her mouth shut and not to say you got to you know keep your mouth shut per se we don't ever say it but she just she, she was just publicly publicly just going on and on she went on and on more about President Trump than she did about Joe Biden. Yep. It's the same criticism I gave President Trump. President Trump went on and on about the Secretary of State of Georgia instead of helping those two Senate Senate candidates get elected. Yeah. 
And so it's it's a personality thing that both sides need to work on. Even President Trump kind of needs to be quiet a little bit. I because agree if, with if that. If we're honest, Congresswoman is it Stefanik or whatever her yeah. her name is? She's not a conservative. No, she's not even close to being one. So we got to stop this just because she supports Trump. Somehow she's automatically a conservative. She is not a conservative. The guy from the Freedom Caucus, I can't remember his name. He's the head of it now. The one that Mike Pence used to be involved with uh, came out against Stefanik and said she is not a conservative, is not the person that should be for that seat. And And I would hope that President Trump understands that as well. She did defend the president. Correct. And she did speak out for the president, but there's more to this than just doing yeah. that. I mean, she got, I believe, it was a 52% by Heritage Action in the most their most recent rating on con- conservatism. You know, that's a failing grade. I wouldn't call that a strong conservative. Well, I get it. You know, she, she lives in a uh, moderate-type district of, up there in New York and Albany, and and you have to cater to your constituency. Yeah, it's but, not it's not purple. But, it's like pastel yeah. blue. But if, if the the Trump supporters and conservative Republicans really want to be taken seriously, we can't just keep supporting everyone just because Trump said so. You know, we 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 always say that we're independent minded and we can think for ourselves. Well, let's think for ourselves for a minute. Yes, Congresswoman Cheney needed. We need a new leadership. I yeah. agree. We need a new leadership. But it doesn't need to be Congresswoman Stephanie. I agree with that as well. I agree. Well, let me just name some of the other folks that are signing off on this. First of all, who is Mr. Taylor? Mr. Taylor, you know him by the name Anonymous. He's the guy that wrote the op-ed under Anonymous that was in the New York Times, if you can remember back when Mr. Trump took office. Other folks that were going to be signatories Former Pennsylvania Representative Charlie Dent, ex-New Jersey Governor Christine Todd Whitman, and Bush-era Department of Homeland Security Secretary Tom Ridge. None of them are solid conservatives. No. Tom Ridge, by far, is not a solid conservative. No doubt. All three, like Mr. Taylor, endorsed Mr. Biden's candidacy in 2020, Mrs. Whitman even spoke at the Democratic Party's nominating convention on Mr. Biden's behalf. This is where I believe that the Republican Party should say, you might say you're a Republican, we say you're not, and pull their support from her in any way, shape, or form. That's right. I mean, even at the local level or at the state level, and that's in Arkansas and most states, uh, when you join the county uh, committee or you're on part of the state executive committee, you cannot support Democrats. You won't get voted in or you'll get voted out uh, when it comes to well, you just don't support Democrats. And we, we've often talked about this through the years and people disagree with us. Yep. But the Republican is always better than the Democrat. I always say the worst Republican is better than the best Democrat. Yeah. All I got to do is yeah. point to the White House right That's now. Right. And we can solve those woes in, in the primary. And if there were Democrats that truly believed in Republican principles, as they say some of some of them say they are, then these votes would not be passing in the House of Representatives. Yeah, they'd be voting against their leadership, but they don't do that. 
All right, East End Towing wants to remind you that uh, if you break down on the highway, they're there for you. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849. Now, I know for a long time, I didn't know who to call to come out and get my car. I do now. I got their number in my glove compartment, and it's uh, 501-888-8849. It's East End Towing because they do a lot more than just, uh, you know, tow your car they'll come out open up your car if you lock your keys in your car and, and things of uh, that nature east end towing that's your number again let me give it to you again 501-888-8849 so it's 21 minutes after six and ken let me just i'm going to let you panificate a little bit here uh i've got a peach crate over there so you can stand on it and, <laughs> and, and speak uh You've got these guys that are putting this letter out today, and we and we have a a governor who has openly said that he will not support Trump if Trump runs for reelection. Sixty-two percent of Arkansans voted for the president. Sixty percent of Republicans still support him to run for president again. Uh, it seems to me that. Uh, uh, Mr. Hutchinson is making some wrong choices here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it, it, it befuddles me, especially people that consider this, uh, themselves really smart in politics. And and uh, and let's say you don't really support Trump. You still kind of put your finger up in the air, you know, which way the wind's blowing. But, uh, you know, I'll just say this. I, I travel the state a lot. Uh, myself to to these to well, you have to yeah well to these civic groups republican groups and whatnot you know someone said you're the most traveled person that's in arkansas that's not an elected official but you know i do it because i like it i do it because i think people need to deserve deserve to hear from people that aren't elected officials and so if you go there's there's in the past year there's been over almost 50 new county chairmen that's not by accident no it and, is not and if you go to these and which way me, which way do they lean they're they're trump people okay and they're angry at the establishment they're angry at the this is how things are always done and but and then you know the media wants you to think they were in shambles but you go to these county committees there are new faces i've never seen before and i'm consistently going to these places it's healthy out there yeah it it, it is just great and so i i don't get the idea that you know I'm I'm gonna go stand and some somehow there's this gap of independence. You know the the old adage of oh there's you know fifty something percent independence. Now people like to call themselves independents because they like to be courted and they don't like to be boxed in. The majority of the independents they swing one way or the other. Uh, yeah, if you can get them to to really admit what they believe in, they fall firmly in a conservative vein. That's right. And so I, I you know <clears throat> Governor Hutchinson. Uh, should should know better, especially when it comes to Arkansas. You know, maybe maybe on a national level in certain states that might not be the case, like Maryland or New York or other places that are aren't so pro-Trump when it comes to Republican voters, like the New England type Republicans, as I call them. Uh, but here in Arkansas, um, you know, it, it it doesn't take a genius to figure out where the people stand here. I called them blue blood Republicans. Yeah. That's what they always yeah. do. I mean, Nelson Rockefeller was a blue blood. Yeah. That's what he. That's what he yeah. was. That's why he didn't get along with Wynn. Yeah. 
because Wynn was anything but a blue blood Republican, let me tell you. He was, he was an average Joe yeah. Republican. And for the most part, the people that might be frustrated uh, with the, uh, the former president, uh, they're still going to vote Republican. You know, there's a small group like these hundred leaders or whatever they're called uh, that, that won't. Uh, but it's amazing to see, uh, quote-unquote, Republicans comp- complain about the Biden administration, yet they won't vote for Republicans to get into office. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's Honestly, it's stupid. Yeah, it is. It's ignorant. Yeah. It's real ignorant as far as that's concerned. You know, I, I, I readily admit that I think that Mr. Trump is setting up for a run in 2024. But there's still a lot of time before 2024, just so everybody understands what I'm going to say. There are some other good candidates that are, you know, kind of making noises that they may be running. And so I uh, I can't say right off the bat right now that I would support President Trump. I mean, right now I do because there's nobody else that is out there that I want to support. Why would I support somebody else? Well, maybe they have the same ideas as the president does, but maybe they they have a better way of implementing correct those things. All right, and uh, perhaps they want to go further in certain instances. For instance, I think the president should have come in and cleaned house in Washington. You want to empty the swamp, then pull the plug. Yeah, you know, and I don't think that he did that. He could have, but he didn't. I wish he would have. I think things would have been a little bit easier for him. Probably not, but with the way the Democrats were. But it may have been somewhat easier to get the policies not only instituted, but get them running smoothly again. No, I agree. Uh, and, and I think people need to start, once again, looking at people's track record. I think it's great that people are Republicans and conservatives, and they, if they want to support President Trump— I tell people that's great too, but make sure you look at people's people's track record. You know, you know, there's you know wh- whether it's uh, you know Senator Cotton who was with Trump ninety eight percent of the time and did one thing that the people disagreed with. It's like you know, do you want a conservative in there? or Do you want a want a liberal in there? It's the same thing with Senator Bozeman who voted with uh, and supported President Trump ninety six percent of the time, which is why. The, the president has the endorsed endorsed, endorsed uh, Senator John Bozeman. And so, you know, those are things that we all have to look at is people's actual. We always talk about voting record. And so look at people's voting record. Look at people's track record. If they're conservative, they're conservative. doesn't matter what side they stand on. They're Republican. If, if they're a conservative Republican, let's support them. Let's, let's win back the House in 2022. In our congressional people, there is only one that i wonder about and that's womack Mm. because i just wonder how beholden he is uh to uh, the folks at walmart well he did uh uh, team up with uh, congressman crawford and vote to uh get rid of uh congresswoman cheney yesterday yeah that was a little bit surprised for me but you know i I love steve i've known him since he was mayor um but he's not my congressman, so I don't have to worry, no, worry I, about him. No, I agree. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't represent me. Crawford yeah. represents me, so I'm happy with the way Rick has been <laughs> doing up there. I got Roman wanting to talk. We got about a minute and, a, and, a, and a 15 seconds here. Roman, let's get you up. You got to be quick, though. 
Okay, we realize that there's a continuing ongoing investigation referencing the election that was lost. And I admire everything that y'all are doing to point out things future-wise. Do y'all ever discuss how we're going to get Trump resituated as the president based on the information coming that the election was indeed skewed? And I'm referencing Mike Lindell's latest video that he put out. Well, to be honest with you, I, just, I, got, I want to see everything that comes out of Arizona, and that hasn't happened yet. And when it does, then I'll be able to speak more to what you're saying. I firmly That's believe fair. that things had have to be changed in several states, but for that to happen, the people in those states have got to have got to stand up and say we want to change. For instance, here in Arkansas, our voters stood up and said we want our legislators to make the necessary changes so we don't have these things happen anymore, and especially in Pulaski County. And now I think that we're at a point that we can make that stop. We've got some teeth in bills that will put people in jail if they do some of the things that they just did uh, less than a year ago. So get this latest count over 1500 counties in America become sanctuary counties to either support the constitution or be resolution specific to the second amendment. I don't like resolutions. I'd rather have ordinances with some teeth. I got you, Roman. I got to let you go. We got the news. We got to get the news. Back with you, 25 minutes to 7. David Lucas reminds you that if you've got questions about filing Social Security, you can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet that he's put together called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. It's 27 pages long. It outlines what you need to know that could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. So if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, then you want to get this free booklet by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis. Now, what does this do? Well, it pinpoints the optimal time so that you can wring every nickel out of your benefits and let me say, do not feel guilty about getting everything you got coming. I've been paying Social Security since I was 13. I wanted, I wanted all the money I was supposed to get back for Social Security. So pick up the phone. Call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Ken Yang sitting in studio with me today. JR not with us. Hopefully, he'll be back with us next week. Uh, he has been on the road a lot recently. As you know, uh, it's Gilmore and Davis now. Mm. So he's uh, he holds uh, a, a lion's share of that company. So um, I'm sure he's out talking to people who are talking to him about running for office and things of that nature. And American Dream on. Strategies is better, just so you know. <laughs> That's Ken Yang's. the people i've got on man they got there let me just tell you what they're all in as far as what's going on in our state they definitely are all in about what's going on in the state Uh, let's talk about what roman asked about uh and he was asking about you know what was happening in uh arizona basically uh some in nevada probably some in pennsylvania and i know they're 
a lot of people believe that there were enough votes there to throw the election. I don't know if there were or not. I don't think so, but that's another argument. Here's the argument. I agree that we need to take care of our elections in this country before we're all dipping our our fingers in, you know, purple ink when we go and vote. Uh, and even the Democrats would vote against that, saying it's too hard to get purple ink. But I, I guess my, my statement about this is there's only so much you can do because the federal government, when they wrote, the, when they put together the Constitution of the United States, they gave running the elections to the states. That's, that's who runs the elections. Now, H.R. 1 and S. 1 that you're hearing about up in, in Washington, D.C., is the Democrats' uh, unconstitutional bill that they're trying to get passed that wants to make uh, the Politburo uh, the, uh, the way that we run elections here in the United States. They want a totally centralized election system. They want centralized policing. They want everything to be run out of Washington, D.C. I want to keep it in the states. And it just means in our state or the state that you live in, if you happen to be listening on the Internet, uh, you have to do what's necessary to make sure your state is doing the best job uh, possible to run a great election. That's right. And I believe here in Arkansas, uh, our state legislators, this last legislative session, have done a great job in tightening things up. Uh, We'll have to watch and see what happens in two years because it will, you know, just because you pass the law doesn't mean the other side will obey the law. That's right. You still have to implement it. The people at the top, the secretary of states, the got to verify yeah. that they're doing it. The election commissioners, the county clerks all across the state, whether it's Arkansas or you think about bigger states like Texas and Georgia, you still have to implement those things. Uh, but it's good. It's good seeing people proactive. That's what that's what I always said after uh, the uh, election, the presidential election, is we got to start making sure these Republican states that have Republican legislators and, and, and governors pass laws so that we address the problem before the election and st- instead of whining about it after the election. Yeah. So we did a lot of whining after the election, some of it, some of it founded, m- most definitely, uh, but it's not going to change now. We're not going to go back and backtrack. Biden's going to be president for the, for the duration of his term. Uh, and so what we can change is to make sure – 2022 runs smoothly and when we get to 2024 that we've passed enough laws we've kept kept people accountable that we don't have the same problems yeah and everybody know that hr1 and s1 i mean when they try to they're 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 saying we're going to pass laws that's going to take away um, the responsibilities of the states to hold elections that's unconstitutional now we would have to have the supreme court say that i think that they would you know, if they had come and said, well, we're going to put, you know, uh, what, um, HJR or something like that up. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to try to make sure that we we push forward and get a constitutional amendment. I'd said, go for it. Good luck, but go yeah. for it. And see, there's, there's a difference. Democrats want everyone to go vote 
if not vote more than once, if not vote illegally. Republicans, even though the media won't say it, we want to protect the rights of legal voters. That's exactly right. That's all we're supposed to protect. Yeah, that's right. In fact, we're supposed to protect our election system from illegal voters because if you don't, then you water down the vote of the legal voter. That's right. That's just the way that works. All right, Willie's got a question for us. Hey, Willie, how you doing? And uh, what are you thinking about this morning? Hey, Dave. Hey, Ken. Hello. Uh, Sarah Sanders and Leslie Rutledge are running for governor, right? Yep. I haven't heard anything about what what where they stand on the issues. I well, I, I I know where Leslie stands on issues. She's spoken out about them. It is the one thing that I have been pointing out about Sarah that bothers me, and that is I have not seen her really speak out on on issues. She had some perfect opportunities. Both of them did. Uh, Rutledge took advantage on a couple of opportunities during the legislative session. Uh, Sarah could have spoken out on several issues, and she stayed quiet. And I was kind of surprised in that. And, you know, I I think there's, in politics, there's always that sense of respect for the current governor. I know, you know, my my criticism of, of Governor Hutchinson's founded as many of your listeners uh, have criticized his governorship and it, and it, and it's right but you know there's still that sense of respect in that regard but we're still literally over a year out from the primary date of may of 2022 and so a lot of the criticism of sarah i, I think people need to understand <clears throat> she's doing what she needs to do as a candidate and that's raise money and she was uh in uh she's been in arkansas this week uh, you know, fundraising, meeting with people and folks, and so just because you, you know, certain people haven't been able to meet with her doesn't mean she she's not here. Uh, but you know, uh, the attorney general is definitely more traveled uh, here here in the state, speaking to groups. She was in Saline County earlier this week, speaking to the Republican women, and so I think there's plenty of time for Sarah to tell us what she uh, believes in. Uh, one one wants to think that she is uh, uh, conservative and believes in. Uh, more conservative things that she's hopefully a, more of a fiscal conservative than her father was uh, that's for sure so um i think leslie's uh platform's pretty much out there which you know sarah's is kind of her platform we heard about it eight years ago yeah. we heard it about it four years ago yeah. now we're going to hear it again <laughs> yeah anyway, yeah 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 that's yeah and leslie's been it is what it is very <laughs> consistent <laughs> yeah. of of what she what she believes in and so on and so forth and uh, I will say the, the 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 leash and the time period people are getting antsy, and so you know I will say uh, Sarah needs to come out soon on, so you need on, to start on issues. Talking. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. Don't try to run a campaign only on Facebook. I I don't like that. Yeah, I understand that you you had a mentor who was very good at that, but you don't have his team. Yeah. I'm just saying his team was fantastic. Yeah. And even then, he had one that lost his mind some. <laughs> well, and we have our own issues, and we want to know where. Yeah, where, oh yeah. Where you know she stands on whether it's a uh, you know cutting the income tax or uh, uh, or where she stands on the Second Amendment, or maybe uh, where she stands on uh, uh, the LGBTQ type type uh, thing. Or know? how about passing laws that reinstate uh, the Bill of Rights? I mean. 
I understand why we've got yeah. to do that now. I would you you couldn't have made me dream that we'd have to do that. Yeah. But uh, we have to now because we've got a party in Washington right now that the Bill of Rights, mm -mm, it's not rights to them. You might as well know that they view the Constitution. They wipe their feet on it without any problem whatsoever. No problem with it at all. Ken Yang is here. He is, of course, the chairman of the Saline County, Arkansas Republican Party. He'll be with me to the top of the hour. Joe and Duck are coming up in the next hour to answer car questions. But I want to remind you that now in Cabot, we've got our own emergency room. Now, I say we because I live in Cabot. I'm a Cabotan. That's where I live at. And uh, I love this. I mean, I've already used it one time. You'll remember several months ago, uh, I had some uh, problems with my foot. There were some surgeries involved. Uh, then when I was in the hospital, I picked up MRSA, which is an infection which can be deadly, which meant that I had to walk around for several weeks with the device hooked on me, feeding me, um, you know, antibiotics 24-7. Well, they had what's called a pick line, and that's a line that runs directly into the artery that dumps out by your heart, uh, and uh, it came loose. And I happened to feel, I, I felt like I was wet. I know I sweat, but I didn't feel like I sweated that much. And I looked down and uh, the right side of my shirt was bright red. And, uh, you know, I knew sweat isn't red. And so I immediately went to Cabot Emergency Hospital. Uh, I got there. I walked in. They saw me. They got me into the back immediately. I'm saying I walked right from the front door right back to an examining room and saw a doctor within three minutes max. And uh, Dr. Box took good care of me. And, uh, you know, I was on my way because, you know what, when you have an emergency, when something like that happens, you want to be seen and you want to be seen now. You want to be able to get back to your life fast and uh, in good shape. And that's what happens at Cabot Emergency Hospital. A couple things to also remind you about. 100% physician-owned, board-certified emergency physicians with over 130 years of experience. They are always open. They are never closed. They're open 24-7, 365. And then the thing that really uh, amazed me was the complete radiology suite that they have, which means they have an x-ray. They have a CT, you know, they do CT scans. They got ultrasounds and they have an MRI on site at Cabot Emergency Hospital. They got on site lab, don't have to wait for your blood work and a pharmacy. But most importantly, their part of care is centered on you. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, we just have a few more minutes with uh, Ken here on uh, on the Dave Ellswick show and Hey, I, I want to go back to something Roman mentioned uh, at the bottom of last half hour. And he was talking about how many uh, state counties now have passed laws, not resolutions, mm-hmm. but laws supporting uh, the Bill of Rights. And, I, and you just heard me in the last segment, I made the statement that never in my wildest imaginings did I think that we'd have to pass laws on the local level to protect us against the federal government on the national level because they're not adhering to the constitution well now it's necessary it is absolutely necessary 
They've made it very clear. I mean, when when President Biden made a, he made a statement, this had to be about a month and a half ago, made my, my blood run cold when he said, no constitutional amendment is absolute. And when you hear something like that, you've got to think this first. Well, who makes the decision when it's not absolute? And, of course, it's the people who are in power. And you look at the Democrat Party now, and you tell me you want them to make the decision on which of the, uh, you know, uh, amendments that we've got in our Constitution are really important or well, not so important, like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom uh, to, to possess a firearm, all of, all of those which the Democrats do not think are important. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad. I think every county chairman should be pushing for this. Well, it's a it's a movement. It's a it's a movement because I think people know that local is more important than ever. Uh, I think people. You mean they actually have come around to believing uh, the way that I have uh, I for years? So. I hope so because <laughs> some people only scream local when it's what they want. But uh, uh, you know that's why I think people are looking towards the state legislature more than they ever have this session and then even down That's to good. The, down to the quorum court level uh people always say oh well, these well, you're just reaffirming you know whatever but we need reaffirming because we don't know where some of our leaders stand anymore you know we don't we need to know where our county judge stands we need to know where our county sheriff stands we need to know that they'll defend these rights and if and we need to know where our, uh, justice of the pieces than on, on on defending the the bill of rights, and that's and, why they passed yeah. some of the laws yeah. that they passed and if, this last and if session. If they don't, if they don't defend it, then maybe it's time to find a new uh, justice of the peace in your area. You mm-hmm. have more people passing these ordinances, and you also have more uh, uh, in Texas recently. Uh, cities, you have uh, cities becoming sanctuary pro life cities, and, uh, and that's pro gun cities, pro gun cities, and so that all that's been. Uh, going around, you know, especially with what you have uh, at the federal level, you know, HHS Secretary Xavier, whatever, however you pronounce his last name, uh, came out yesterday. Someone asked him, "Are you going to are you going to, you know, enforce the law, protect the you know partial birth abortion ban that was passed what twenty thirty years ago?" And he said, "There was no such law." How about that? Yeah, he said there's no such law on that partial birth abortion, something that's not defined. Would he, would he, will he uh, uh, support the Hyde Amendment? That's another one that's really everybody. And if you don't yeah. know what it is, you better look it yeah. up. Yeah, but you know, he's busy uh, you know, letting illegals in at the of border. Of course. But, uh, and so that's why you have something like that at the federal level. Uh, uh, I know Senator Cotton uh, really fought hard to prevent him from being uh, confirmed. But, uh, you know, the Senate, we don't have the majority in the Senate. But that's why you have these local uh, areas uh, uh, doing stuff like this. And so it should be easy. I mean, it should be easy for a place like Saline County to do it. We have 13 JPs, and all 13 have an R next to their name. What's so hard? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, it's not hard if they adhere. Let's see, where is it? I got it right here. If they adhere to this this little booklet that I, that I have right. up. All right, in that little booklet, yeah. for you who can't see or now watching on Facebook, yeah. says Arkansas Values, Arkansas Common Sense, the Republican Party of Arkansas 2018 uh, platform. Of course, it, it's been updated since this one. This is an old uh, version of it. 
Let me just run through our principles again. I like to do that. The power of faith in God. That's missing from the Democrats. They don't have God in their uh, platform anywhere. Uh, The sanctity of life, individual responsibility and initiative. Uh, The governor kind of reinstated that again by cutting back on that extra money unemployed people were getting. $300 a week, folks. Too much. Yes. Way too much. $1,200 a month. There's a lot of people not going back to work. They don't have to go back to work. Uh, individual freedom and liberty secured by a limited government. That's why they're passing the, uh, the the laws protecting our basic liberties that government is supposed to protect. Private property, lower taxes to produce economic growth, strong national defense, the personal right to own and bear arms, the equal and just enforcement of the law, and separate, separate and equal branches of government. And a lot of those... Yes. Principles that have been, been being fought over. And let me tell you something. For those that uh, talk to candidates, listen to candidates, for those that are running locally, <clears throat> if you have a candidate that says, that doesn't deal with my office, when you ask them what they believe in, that that's not an excuse. That's not an answer. Uh, I, I, I'm sick and tired of it. No, I, my office doesn't deal with it. No, I'm not talking about what your office is. I'm talking about what you what you believe in. Right. And that goes with our nonpartisan races, too. I tell you, you know how you spot a Democrat? Oh, I, I can't answer that question. That's a that's a it's a that's a, this is a nonpartisan. Nah. Race. Must be a Democrat. Yeah, don't want to get into the politics of it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a second. Now yeah. hold on. Yeah, people say, oh, it doesn't. It won't come to our city. Yes, it will. Springdale, the city of Springdale, is a pro-life sanctuary city. Why? Because Planned Parenthood tried to build something there, and they said, no, we don't want Planned Parenthood in our city. So it does matter. Thank you, Ken, for coming into the Dave Ellswick Show. Strong conservative values. I love it. Appreciate you being here with us. All right, let's take a break. We got uh, news coming up, and then Duck and Joe will be here to talk a little bit about uh, cars, maybe some other things as well. We tend to get off to the side on some things. Maybe we'll talk about women's fast-pitch softball. I was talking about that during the break. I think the Texas A&M softball coach needs to be talked to. But we'll talk about that maybe later on in the next hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Enjoy the next few moments. We'll see you in just a second. Seven o'clock hour. That means that Duck and Gary Henry's here. Evidently, Duck is undergoing the medical procedure today. Yeah, he's having some tests run, Duck. Okay, well, 
Well, hopefully that those will come out 100%. Yep. And that they don't have to make anything serious, do something serious, like, uh, you know, going in and doing cutting and stuff like that. Well, we hope not to. I mean, they're doing some tests on his uh, stomach and digestive and... uh Hope everything comes out there. He's been having a little trouble with that, so maybe they get him. Yeah, we've out. talked about it yeah. on the air. Just Hope he gets well. He said uh, had some run-ins, but I, I want to go. I want to talk about something you just talked to me about. Yeah, uh, I have talked about on the air about protecting our infrastructure of our country and about your automobile. I'm I'm worried that some foreign country is going to, you know, hit us with an EMP, which is an electromagnetic pulse, and if they do. Uh, most of life as we know it will come to a screeching halt. It will just stop everything. Uh, the electric grid, it would, it would impact upon, you know, getting fuel, uh, the way that they run grocery stores now, uh, uh, bringing in fresh produce and everything every day and all of that would be, get all screwed up. And for that reason, I think that we should be protecting against that. The federal government is not listening to me. They're doing doing things the way they want to do it. But you just said that there are people that have come to your shop that have a device that they're putting on their car that supposedly – now, again, yeah. we're not endorsing this device. We're just telling you that this is a device that uh, they say – will mitigate the effects of an electromagnetic pulse yes i've installed a couple of them on two different types of vehicles i don't i don't know if they work or not dave people bought them i guess online brought them to me said hey can you put this on here's the instructions on how to do it and sure i'll do that you know if if it makes them feel good i'm i'm happy with it i don't have any idea if these devices even work they may just be look like little aluminum case looking thing with some wires and <laughs> you hook it up you know well i, I, I want to look into it, it works or not <laughs> i, I want to look into it because i have read enough on it look i know enough about this that i'm dangerous all right i stayed over at a holiday inn last night so i can talk about this but the bottom line is is that uh, uh i've heard that that if you if you have paid much attention to the space program over the time that you, you've been around you know that in the satellites and stuff, there's this really thin foil that you see inside of it. It's usually gold-looking. And I understand that if some of that is used, um, you know, not only for cars but for infrastructure systems, you, you can protect that electromagnetic pulse from stopping everything, freezing everything up. And so I'm, I'm going to do some looking at that. Okay. You may be putting one on my car. That is fine. We'll You're do saying, it. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. I want I want to know I want to know that for fact yeah. that it's going to mitigate what the what the yeah. problems are. I don't know how to test one, so I I just you know read the instructions on how to install it. We installed it, and then same people brought it back. So I we want to do the same thing on our other one. We've done that, and I've got some guys out there that have late model cars, but they've got an old one with points and condenser in it too. And they'll bring it in, say, check it out, get it ready to run. He said, if something like that happens, this car right here will start and run. Yeah. And it will. If you got a, if you if yeah. you have uh, points and, and yeah. condenser and you've got uh, a, a regular, you know, uh, carburetor, it's going to run. So there's a lot of folks out there pay attention to that stuff, Dave. Yeah. Well, I talk about it. Have you had anybody mention anything to you about that, Gary, at your shop? We, no. 
Okay. I, I have it. I'm kind of out there and do some things. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Kind of stay under the radar a little bit, but yeah. uh, no customers. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Yes. Everybody should know what I'm talking about. I, I did a show several years back. Um, it was based on a book called Two Seconds After Zero. And about 12 o'clock and two seconds passed and how life in America changed. And we, talk, we talked with experts about it. One woman called up in tears wondering why our, our federal government hadn't done anything to protect us against it. So yeah. it's something that if, you, if you're interested, just Google it. There's plenty of stuff out there to read, and it will take you now until your deathbed to read all of yeah. it. Just well, to, well, it's kind of like it's almost like our federal government's working against us to ensure that it bad does happen. Well, take a look at this pipeline that Colonial mm-hmm. is shut down right now by, you know, ransomware. Uh, they've businesses have been paying those those fines to those people that are hacking into them because it's a lot easier to do that than to fight them. And uh, I think maybe this time they're going to have to decide that they're going to fight. Did you know how long it takes for oil in the Gulf to get to the East Coast up that pipeline? Eight weeks. I didn't realize that. That's a long time. So even if they get it fixed today or yesterday, I heard, I think, yeah, that they had yesterday. Yeah, back normal, yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a couple, uh, couple months before that oil's where it needs to go to. So it just shows you how precarious, mm-hmm. you know, our infrastructure is and how precarious your car is if you're not doing preventive maintenance on it. That's correct. You don't take care of it, it ain't gonna last. That's a fact. Yeah, it's a, it's a commercial said, "Pay me now, yeah, or pay me later." And usually, if it, you're paying it later, it's a whole lot more expensive. Just saying. Well, me and Gary were talking before we come on the air here about some electrical vehicles and what's the maintenance wow. items on them are, and uh, and we expound a little bit on it. And and why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about, Gary? About you know, yeah, we was talking about. I was inquiring, you know, like, what are we going to do, you know, when the left gets rid of all of our gasoline and we're all driving electric cars, you know, is the world going to need us? And when we think about, like Joe said, you know, the suspension is still going to wear on electric car. Brakes are still going to wear on electric car. Your heat and air. Still going to wear. Still going to wear. So there's lots of items. Doesn't have a gasoline engine or a transmission as we know it today, but Mm -hmm. uh, still going to be things to do. So almost like i'm against them but it's almost like i may buy one just to where we can get our feet wet so to speak see what they're about get the feel of that stuff so we're at the beginning and not just trying to get in when it happens yeah well i don't i don't think it's going to be a quick transition i'll be honest with you i think it's going to take several years you take a car that's sold today and what whatever it is in 2020 or 2021 uh, that car is going to run its life expectancy, which is 300,000 miles. It's going to last for 10, 15, 20 years before it's out of out of service. I but it's going to have to because yeah. you'll still be paying on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you'll be paying on it for seven years. You expect it to last that long. <laughs> yeah, I I thought five years was a long time uh, to pay, play in a car. Seven is the average now. And they say that within another five to ten years, we'll join Europe where – the average car payment goes for 10 years. 
Yeah. That's I, a I third of that. what you pay on your house. Yeah. Well, it's also, uh, I just look at it like this. You get to drive when you're 16. Your average life expectancy is, uh, what, 80? So take 16 away from that. That puts you at uh, 64. And you're going to make a six year house. You're going to make a six years worth of payments on that car. It's one tenth of your lifespan on the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. Your driving life. Yeah. So when you buy it, you better like it. That's it. I'm saying. You get to buy two of them. That'd be 20% of your life you're making car payments. That's something that I never thought I would come to happen, but here it is. Right. It's it's definitely here. Linda was telling me the other day she saw uh, Acadia, and she says, you know the one we got? I go, yeah. She remember it was 45? I said, yeah. It's, she goes, it's 63 now. Mm-hmm. Almost $20,000 more in 10 years. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's, that's quick and everything. So that's why I'm always talking about. I fix my car. You know, I have them repair it so it continues to run because my my car payment was six sixty mm-hmm. uh, for that automobile. Well, you know, I can do a lot of repairs every month for six hundred and sixty dollars. You could pay six hundred dollars a month for twelve months. That's seven thousand two hundred dollars. You can fix a lot of things. You better believe I can. I can put several transmissions in with for seven thousand dollars <laughs> if I two, had to. Two of them, yeah, two of them. Two. As far as that, as far as that's concerned, I'd love to sell two. Yeah, are the are, are the transmission the, the makers of the car are they've been pushing transmissions more and more, Gary? It used to be, you know, four speed you thought was cool, and if you had a five, fifth speed that gave you, a, you know, passing gear or whatever, that was really great. But now I'm hearing what. 10 12 gears 10 10's common in gm and ford now um one of the remarks the engineers made at school is is there a slight benefit to performance and fuel economy on a 10 speed yes there is but one of the biggest things is is marketing is what they tell me uh that when it's discussed because we ask like why because the final overdriven gear is very slight more than on a four-speed automatic uh but it's a marketing where you can tell your buddy hey i got a 10-speed transmission in my car i got you one up on your old eight-speed or whatever so Mm -hmm. that's that's what we've been told is that right there and people want to know why they cost so much well they just do the engineering parts and Sometimes I got to tell people, you know, they don't use $1,000 transmissions in $60,000 trucks anymore. Mm. I'm sorry. That all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. So when you get up to the 10th speed, how big is the gear? Is it a little tiny thing? Yeah. The diameter of the stuff, it's the way it's applied in the planetary gears on how it multiplies the ratio. Okay. Is what it is. So they're stacked really – they make more than – they make one part function in two to three gears depending on how it's applied. And so that's how they get these ratios. Um, they, back in 2000s, Ford Rangers, they had the four-speed. Well, when they wanted to make it a five-speed, they just changed the strategy on how it worked. Didn't change nothing in the transmission. They just changed the shift solenoid strategy to make it shift one more time. Hmm. So the 10 speeds is the same for the most part in the Ford and the GM stuff right now. 
Okay, so we're sitting at uh, 18 minutes after 7. Let me uh, ask you guys to talk a little bit about Bumper to Bumper. Uh, Bumper to Bumper makes this show possible. They also make our Saturday car and truck uh, doctors uh, possible here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. And uh, with that in mind, uh, for them to keep up with parts, that that's a huge undertaking, is it not? It is right now. Yeah, with the COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, everybody, behind. everybody is 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 you know running out of of stock parts and getting the new ones in is tough. But bumper to bumpers, you know, they're they're working on it real hard. Uh, it's not their fault. Just these uh, suppliers and and the shipping the way it is today, right, Gary? It's horrible, isn't it? The, the word is that I get across the board they can't get the ships unloaded in California. That's yeah. where that so much stuff's brought into the country. It's sitting there waiting to be unloaded. Yeah, that's what we got, too. But Bumper to Bumper got a yeah. big distribution center here, and they got uh, three or four more of them across the United States, and they do a great job. It's, uh, you know, we are Bumper to Bumper certified service centers because we want to be affiliated with one of the best distributors uh, as far as automobile parts, the quality of the parts, the service we get from them, and the price. You know, we want to put good parts on people's cars and do a good job, right, Gary? Exactly. You know, and to be honest, I hadn't run into parts on my general repair side that I couldn't get generally from bumper to bumper. Yeah. We had some issues out of some transmission parts just because there wasn't any. Yeah. So we've had some issues there. Well, I think that's across the board, you know. It's just like if you you get a part from a manufacturer and you call them they don't stock it they have to order it and a lot of time they're on back order and you have to wait just like them ac condensers yes from gms right and uh, i'm like wow you know they know they had a problem but they didn't change it now you would think they would have plenty of those in stock because they know they're going to fail but they don't right and it's not because they figured that out too but the vendor that makes those they're behind on making them they can't right. make them fast enough right anybody needs one i got a stack of them yeah you're ready you, I, I bought a, ready. i bought a bunch of them up as yeah. i found them hey, right. you know daniel our, our new guy on 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 the car and truck doctor show on saturday he owns a radiator shop shop over there on, on Wright avenue in little rock yeah he fixes them and when he, he says, i never thought i would hear of another company that what they did is fix radiators that's it i'm with you he I, fixes ac condensers i took him three and I told him, I said, here's three for stock, one, two, three, four YFs. Right. And I said, if you, if you get them all repaired and I can't find one, I'll be calling you back to get it from you. Amazing. It really is amazing that you can do it that way. All right, we got to take a break in. We'll be back with more. Don't forget, Bumper to Bumper makes this possible here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. I was just telling uh, Duck, Duck, I was telling Joe and uh, and Gary Yesterday, as I was uh, administering ice packs to myself, <laughs> I, I sat down and, and watched television, and I watched every game of the SEC Women's Fast Pitch Softball Tournament. Some great games yesterday. I mean, yeah. really, really good games. Going to be even better today, 5 o'clock today, Lady Razorbacks taking on Tennessee. Tennessee uh, beat uh, Texas A&M in, I think it was nine innings last night three to two mm-hmm. that's good we made him play a little extra might have weight wear that picture down just a little bit but the windmill delivery does not put as tax your arm the way overhand delivery does in baseball but still that's a lot of innings that call on those kids to pitch sometimes yes it is 
Yeah. So anyway, get to see the Razorbacks today. Florida plays today. I think they're playing early. Uh, who else is playing today? Alabama's playing today. And there's one other. I'm missing. I'm missing somebody. But they're playing as well. So it's it's the the top ranked teams now taking on the teams that have fought their way through the through the tournament to get to a chance to play the the big boys and try to get a shot at the at the SEC tournament crown. So anyway, that's the big thing. All right, you guys want to deal with this eighty ninety eight Subaru real quick? Sure. It's a legacy outback four cylinder two liter uh, automobile and. Uh, what they're saying the problem with this is the door lights and all three dome lights don't work. I've changed the dome lights, bulbs, and nothing. I checked the fuse and it's not blown, so now I'm stuck. That's all right. So you're a traditional, just kind of like everyday Joe or Joette, all right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know by from what the information we got provided that, you know, all I can say about the dome lights is they work off door jam switches. That's been like that forever and a day. On that particular vehicle, though, if I remember correctly, on the switch on the top of the courtesy light, it's got an on and an off and a door, doesn't it, Gary? Yeah, I'm no Subaru expert yeah. and try not to be, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I'd go with Joe. Yeah. But There's at the basics, that, I mean, yeah, got, if it doesn't have a, a a light on in there, they're man, they may be manually turned off. If he's checked the fuse, I don't know if he's on the right fuse or not. So there would be some testing to go on there to see what's going on. Voltmeter test light, yeah. But you know, generally, you don't have any door jam switches working at all. It's it's probably a probably a supply issue on that as far as turning the lights on voltage right. supply. So all right. That's uh, an easy way to probably look at that. All right, uh, we've got uh, Annie, who has a 2012 Nissan Sentra SR four-cylinder, two-liter. I'm going to ask this one, guys, and we'll answer it after the break because Rush is coming up here pretty quickly now. Uh, Nissan Sentra 2012 jerks heavily when shifted to reverse. I recently had to drive my Nissan Sentra 2012 CVT through a deep pool of water on a rainy day and later discovered that when i put the shift lever in reverse or drive it jerks heavily uh scan results show codes u0101 and p1740 okay so we've got a a minute and a half can you answer that question that quickly p1740s generally converter clutch problems when it sets these codes raises line pressure sits at the limp that's where the jerk is going to come from most likely when you have a 1740 the transmission has failed there is a very slim chance there's something else that can be repaired and fix it without replacing the transmission okay so water got in the bad place huh right well you never know you know i don't i don't know so much that the water had anything to do with this other than uh some of the electrical components but uh Gary yeah. Gary knows more about this than I do. Yeah. He's the transmission expert, yeah. especially on the CVTs, and he's one of the few shops in this town that'll actually rebuild one of those transmissions. If anybody out there didn't know, I that. know that for a fact. He's yep. done that for me. Yeah, yeah, but he does CVT transmissions. That's 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 a very important thing to know, guys. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, these these are real prone to fail with the pulley system on them. Real common gets metal debris throughout the transmission, causes codes that may have been timing may have been about to fail drove it through the water yeah that happens could just be a coincidence to right 
All right, got Rush coming our way, and then we'll be back with more. If you got a question, 823-0965, 823-0965. Joe and Gary are here to answer your questions here at 1011. Well, we're going to get to Steve and Sherwood in just a moment. But first, I want to congratulate you. A lot of you have now taken up my, uh, not warning, but suggestion and have called Pat Davis about health insurance. And uh, you're ballyhooing about how much money you're saving. Uh, and the reason they're ballyhooing, for you who haven't called, because you hear me talk about Pat and you go, it's too good to be true, uh, they did call, and it wasn't too good to be true. What it was was um, they found out that they could save 30 to 50% on their health insurance through, through Pat Davis. It's just like I told you, you know, the other day I had – Billy Miller on, and we were talking a little bit about Bitcoin and was it Dodgecoin? Is that the new one that I'm, that I'm hearing about? And he bought some of that. Look, I don't even understand what it means to have these alternative monies, but here's what I do know. He bought it for for just a few cents, and it's already worth $2.5 per. He bought $1,000. You do the math. Mm-hmm. He's going He's going on a, on a cruise with his wife because of he bought some, put some money into that. I got to talk to him because I want to figure out what exactly it is first. But uh, with uh, with Pat, he can save you money. He it, and this is on real insurance, not one of those share plans. And it's with any provider you want to use, and it's uh, no copays on this. So you need to call Pat, talk to him about this. If you got a business, you should talk to him about it. Save you money on uh, supplying uh, uh, health care to your to your employees. As well as if you are self-employed, you should talk to Pat Davis. That's 501-605-6935 or yourhealthplanman.com. And for you who have been calling him and you're saving money, way to go. Congratulations. All right, let's get Steve. He's in Sherwood. Steve, how are you today? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. And what's your question? Hey, Steve. Well, I'm okay, Dave. Thank you for asking. Uh, I've got a 2010 Focus SE. Nothing special about it. And uh, a couple of months ago, the upper radiator hose started having a little drip there. So I went and got another one, had a Motocraft sticker on it and everything. And uh, it didn't last a month and a half. And now it's pouring out of there. And they got this cheesy little clip. I mean, you can't put a real radiator hose on it, a hose clamp. No. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have got any experience with these things. How do you keep them things from leaking? I mean, when you slide it on there and it clicks like a quick connect, you can still pull it back and forth about an eighth of an inch. And I don't. I hope it's not the radiator connector. Uh, I, I mean, is there any kind of answer for that, or do I just goop it up with some Indian head and just leave it, or what? Wow. <laughs> Well, you could do that, but generally, though, those are quick disconnects, and the hose itself's got O-rings inside it when it snaps on there. If you put a new hose on it, still leaking, most likely the, the neck on the radiator is deteriorated, and it's probably got some pits in it. What do you think, Gary? That's the only thing left. That's it. I mean, if, unless for some goofy reason we nick the O-ring or something when we put it on, you know. So yeah. when you do that, just a little bit of light lubricate, but silicone won't do anything for it. Indian mm. head's not going to do anything for it. Mm. So. Mm. I, I was just kind of hoping, I mean, cause I'm not going to keep this car forever. So I'm, I, I pity the next guy because I, I mean, I, I don't want, really want to spend the money on a new radiator. But I mean, when I took it apart, I mean, I, I 
felt around there. I took a mirror and a, a flashlight because they're hard to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no nicks in anything. The, the the neck that comes out of the radiator, there's no nicks on it. There's nothing. It's all nice and smooth like it should be. And I took the O-ring out of the replacement hose and, and made sure there wasn't no goop in there, no uh, uh old debris yeah. and uh I, I still i mean i i snapped it on there and fired it up and oh as soon as it starts circulating water really well it's just i mean it's pouring out of there wow. and, I, and i like i said i looked at the at the uh, around the uh, the neck of the radiator and uh there's no cracks there's nothing that i can see of course they're pretty well hidden in there i did best i could with a mirror yeah. but uh so I don't know if there, I, I, I just wonder if there's any kind of a old something I can put on there just to you know limp it down the road for a while until I get rid of it. So uh, if, I don't know. Well, I, a lot of those necks on those radiators sometimes they won't deteriorate and fit out, but sometimes they'll get egg shaped too. Yeah, distort. So, uh, yeah, when you slide that thing on, you know it's made for be perfectly round. It may not be sealing up good. You know, well, the in and out, the in and out, once you snap it on there, there's going to be a little push in and out. But once the engine warms up and comes to temp, it's going to push all the slack out of it as it's, as it, as the, the water temperature rises and creates a little bit of pressure. Right. When you when you develop the pressure, it seems to me like it's pulling it away from the uh, from the spout on the radiator. It does that. Which, uh, which makes me think that, okay, it's not sealing. I, I mean, the I mean, to me, that sounds like common sense if it pushes itself away. Anyway, I don't want yeah. to keep you guys. Well, too it long, would. But, uh, the O ring would seal on the flat area where it shoves on, and that area is more than just the width of the O ring. So it's designed to seal probably on an area that's probably what Joe a half inch wide long yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to seal within it wherever it is in the half inch area. But like Joe said, if it's distorted out around. Uh, or whatever, it the ring just can't conform to the radiator, and that's that's why you have the leak. Okay, well, you know you have a, you, you have another test there. If I know you bought a radiator hose for it and all that, you might want to buy another one and try it because you might possibly have a defect in that hose too, right, Gary? Right, okay. that's always yeah. possible. Yeah. All right, Steve, you okay. said you had one more question. Go ahead. Well, just just a little quick one. Are there a lot of cars that has that cheesy little connectors on it, or is it just the focus? <laughs> no. All the Fords do, and a lot of the GMs and a lot of other manufacturers, uh, European cars as well as the Asian cars are going to that, aren't they, Gary? Yeah, it's quick okay. It's quick to assemble at the That's factory it. is what it's all about. Yep. Okay. Every, well, so much is your, push connect. That's it. Thank, thank you for your time. All right. You're, You're welcome. Appreciate you calling in. 823-0965. You want to get in, you've got time. 823-0965, and Joe and, uh, and Gary will turn their expertise to you see that's something that everybody has to understand you know again uh this is the way cars are made and if if you don't have to have a guy putting a hose on and then maybe i don't know putting a worm clamp on and have to tighten that up and all of that if you can cut that down by let's say 30 seconds you save a lot of time over the course of a day oh absolutely you know that, that the cars today, a, a lot of things are quick disconnects. Transmission lines are right. Uh, all cooler lines are uh, heater hoses are quick disconnects. They started this back in the eighties, and it's graduated up to almost everything today because of the assembly line and the fact that there's no other moving parts other than just push it together and it snaps and locks. And it's pretty effective for a long time. So, yes. and that's like you know, it's all got to do with cost. That's why they leave 
dipsticks off of transmissions. It's seven dollars a car. That's to, a lot of money to delete it and look at the volume of them they do. So, well, if you made a million of those, you could save seven million dollars, right? For a dipstick, <laughs> yeah. I know that it takes out something out of our lexicon, and you can't call somebody a dipstick because they don't understand what you're saying to them. But you know, <laughs> bottom line is, well, it, it, it is just like folks come in and say, "I don't, I can't, I want to check my transmission fluid, and I can't." Well, you can ask Gary, and Gary will tell you some of that stuff's labor intensive. Check fluid level. It is, yeah, it is. You got to monitor the temperature of it, and then you got to have a special tool depending on the temperatures where it should read on your special tool. You don't. You got to wow. raise it up, have it running, pump fluid in until it quits running out on some vehicle. So it's not a quick, easy deal. Sometimes people don't, you know, understand why you got to charge them a little bit to check sure. that stuff because it's it's not just raise the hood and check it. If it's that easy, they do it themselves. I did that first time my Acadia pulled up, opened it up. Number one, I had to take that stupid thing off the top of it so I could even see the engine, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where's the dipstick on this thing?" There is not a dipstick right. kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't exist. All right, 823 We've got a caller. And uh, who we got, Heidi? Bob in Little Rock. All right, Bob, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show Doing and your good. question. Doing well. I've got a, uh, not really a problem. That I've got that, uh, I've got a 19 model. I've been busy with automatic stop start. Besides pushing that button, uh, one, it just strikes me as harsh on a engine just to punch it and go like a golf cart. But anyway, maybe not. But uh, is there a way to get around that other than uh, just pushing the button every time? The stop-start? Yes. Well, most of the cars, if, if they have a button to stop-start, and a lot of them, if you put the AC blower on high, it won't stop on yeah. you. Yeah, you can run your air, air, AC blower on high, and it, 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 it'll it disable that part of it. Okay. Can they turn that yeah, off at the dealer? I don't think they can. They, and originally, on oh. some of the early ones, they had an option to do yeah, that, sure. yeah. but not any of the late models. Some of the late models today don't even have a button to turn it off. But there are certain okay. functions that you place your car in where it won't use okay. that function because it can't maintain an engine that's needing, if you're requesting full ac maximum temp mm-hmm. and high blower it'll leave that engine running because it's got to run that compressor to get you there all is right same as harsh as it feels you're talking about is the well in my opinion is just to punch it and go without even you know starting with the accelerator basically well there's a lot of technology in that okay because it knows exactly where that engine shut off at so when that starter engages it's only going to make okay. like a half a round before it fires the cylinders it stops that engine. It's precise compression stroke where it fires that cylinder to help that starter push it down. Maybe I need to be rewired and have new technology in me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. We appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I know exactly how he feels. Yeah, I know exactly how he feels. I feel like technology has many times left me behind. It has in cars. I'll be. I'll be honest. I don't know how you guys keep up with all the new technology every year something new is coming out on cars now well we go to training classes and we learn and a lot of times you just got to get in there and a lot of things you can teach yourself and those probably are the best lessons there are out there isn't it gary yes take it apart and see how it works and you have a tendency not to forget it near as bad especially when it costs you money to learn it too that's correct 
Mm-hmm. You put it together three times before you get it right, you remember the last two mistakes you made. Right. All right. So we'll come back. We got time to take a few more calls. Eight two three oh nine six five eight two three oh nine six five. That's the number to talk to the uh car and truck guys here in the Dave Ellswick studio. Brought to you by Bumper to Bumper. Don't forget about our folks at St. Clarity Residential uh, Cleaning. Uh, if you want 50% off on the cleaning of your home, which normally runs around $300, you can buy one of these uh, certificates that take 50% off that cost. And it is a deep clean. This is not just, I'll come in and, and dust your your uh, you know shelves and we're going to run the sweeper and maybe uh, a mop uh, over your floor out of a bucket with dirty water. That's not the way these folks work. They really do the job and do it well. I got to get Christian in and talk to her and get some more certificates. Uh, and uh, we need to get her set up to come back on the show here in, in the near future. Let me tell you one other thing that uh, uh, St. Clarity Residential uh, uh, Cleaning does as well. And that is if you have somebody in your home an autistic child or someone who's got maybe Alzheimer's or dementia uh, and you don't want to move things around or if you do, it makes it difficult for the child or for the adult. Uh, they will tell you that you, if you tell them, they'll make sure that everything is left exactly the way it should be. They're very good about this and they work with other agencies as well uh, that, to, you know, take care of people like that to make sure uh, that when their homes are cleaned, they don't get lost in their home then. And it, that happens to people sometimes. So call uh, here at 404-6560, 404-6560. Now do it after 9 o'clock. Talk to Chuck or talk to Lynn, and either one of them can make sure you can get a 50% off certificate uh, and make the house cleaning up to 2,500 uh, square foot at only 100 and, uh, you know, 150 bucks. So uh, do that today. All right, back at uh, eight minutes till eight. We got time if you can call right now, 823 to get your question in. Uh, but if you wait longer than two minutes, we're not going to have time. Uh, AJ has a 2001 Chevy Tahoe L. S eight cylinder five point three liter engine says uh, transmission fluid leaking from passenger side near my starter. Uh, basically, to be honest, it started from a bad ground wire, which caused uh, a small, possibly twenty or thirty second fire. Put it out, towed it home, uh, changed the wires, put starter back in place into the flywheel, started it up, and it immediately started leaking out all of the transmission fluid near the starter. I checked the plastic gasket looking cover in between the start starter and the uh, flywheel. It was okay. Also checked the crank position sensor. I think that's what it's called. But started it back up after drying it off. It kind of looks like it's coming from the block. But I don't think transmission fluid goes through that part. But it leaked out again after just adding a little bit to test it. Well... It sounds like what has happened is bad ground wire got on these metal transmission lines and possibly arced a hole in them, which runs right there by the starter. Yeah, that's what I think, too. You know, uh, and from the description, it sounds like we can be confident it is transmission fluid. Mm -hmm. A lot of times on these, people would 
have a bad heater connector leak decks cool and they would mistake that for transmission fluid but in this case mm-hmm. uh a new set of transmission lines is most likely what he's going to need to fix his problem yeah that's what it sounds to me like too uh you know i don't think it got up to the quick connects on the uh heater hoses up there but you yeah. know it's possible but highly unlikely right okay yeah, well, he, he just so got, new lines yeah. do a good job re-insulating the wires get mm-hmm. the wiring issue took care of so yeah. it doesn't happen again yep now, i know that thing to do i know it was only 20 or 30 seconds that's what you thought it was well that's the fire yeah i know the, that but i'm just the, saying it that can melt a lot of stuff in a well, very short period of time well the arcing that, before the fire yeah that's it because it, most most fires on on an automobile are due to two things one an electrical fire I don't think he had that, and I think he had some arcing. He probably might have had a little bit of leaking oil or something or transmission fluid there to begin with. What do you think, Gary? It's possible, very possible. Yeah, so, you know, like Gary said, fix the electrical part of it and then deal with the cooler line, whatever it needs. Most likely you're going to have to replace it. Now, here's a great question, but I'm going to just say because of the intensity of the amount of labor, I wouldn't do it myself. 2012 Dodge Ram 1500 Tradesman 8 cylinder 5.7 liter how do i drain the gas out of my fuel tank i would like to do it without pulling the bed off i know you aren't able to siphon through this filler tube hopefully there's another way i believe i have water in my tank and truck will not turn over well the way we do that a lot of times, if, if if the tank is is full of water and crap, we will pull the tank to clean it out. That's the best way. That's the best way. And, and that's really the only way to be effective because if you jump yeah. the fuel pump relay and run it in, it's going to pump everything but the water out because it can't get it all. That's it. And, and, and you don't have to take the bed off this truck to get the tank out of it, do you, Gary? No. We don't do that. But Tui said it wouldn't crank uh-huh. over. No. So He's got other issues. Yeah, he's too. got other issues besides water yeah okay i don't know how he got the idea that he had water in there but anyway uh, it shouldn't unless unless the engine is full of water and if he had water and maybe drove through some deep water or something ingested it in the motor and it was high enough level that it went into the tank i think he's going to have a whole lot of other problems am i wrong in saying that if you want to pull the uh, fuel tank you better have a lift yeah you need to yeah, I mean, if you don't have a lift, if you're going to, you think you're going to put a creeper down and get underneath there and pull that thing, and it, that's not going to happen. We yeah. actually have a uh, high rise jack. It looks like a transmission jack, except it's got a bigger base on it and it's got straps on it that goes underneath there and it it actually hooks to the tank. So when the tank comes down, it doesn't slide off or fall off, right? Well, you got your 20, 25 gallons of gas yeah. or whatever, if they're full. Mm-hmm. handling something like that can be challenging and then you got the little plastic fittings for your evaporative emissions if you don't get that stuff unhooked you break that stuff that's correct and then you got big problems yeah because you a lot of that stuff is only serviceable with the new fuel tank either that or a new fuel pump module assembly so right. be- better if you pick up your phone mm-hmm. punch in your nearest bumper to bumper certified service center and make an appointment to come in and have them do it I think that'd be the best thing in this case. You know, as, as far as, you know, fuel goes, we take fuel samples all the time, don't we, Gary? Right. We're checking for water. We're checking for E85. What's the ethanol content of this? 
if a vehicle is not running right or something. Yeah, and we'll and and if it has water in that tank, we can take a fuel sample and tell you whether or not it's got water in it. And we're not going to take it from the tank. We're going to take it from the supply lines. Right, run it in a glass jar. You can That's see it. it. That's correct. Yeah, floats to the top. Yeah. Well, actually, the fuel will float to the top. The water goes well, to the bottom. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have been clear yeah. on that. All right. We're out of time. We are. Dude, we fin- we fin- by the way, don't forget August 28th. That's when the bumper-to-bumper car show, uh, car show is going to be. The The website is up, and i got to believe it's like B2B something. Uh, yeah. You know, send me that, Jerry, the, the link so that I can use it. Uh, on my Facebook page, if you would, and then I can tell people where to go to get ready for the car show. You got plenty of time. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But you got a brand new area of competition. That's for you guys that like to build your trucks up and you know have to have a, a, a eight foot ladder to get into the cab. Trucks for lift kits. Yeah, That's it. we'll let you we'll let you be in it this year and do that as well. Joe, thanks so much for coming by. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Gary, it was a pleasure to see you. Always fun to have you on the show. Glad to be here. All right. I'll see everybody tomorrow, 6 a.m. We'll start off with Robert and Chris. Uh, I think Gina Martin's going to stop by, and then uh, we'll talk with the folks from uh, the movie theater, Matt Smith. And I'm going to go see that new Angelina Jolie movie tonight, Those Who Want to See Me Dead. I'm going to go see that tonight, and uh, I'll report to you whether it's a good mood to go see or not. Until then, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Have a great one today.